Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back. This Common Wealth Podcast. Stumbling over my words. This is Anton speaking. I'm with Kieran. Yo, what's up? And Eli, what's up? Welcome back, everybody. Thank you for joining us on this Wednesday, no, Tuesday that we were recording. How are you guys doing? Yeah, I'm all right, man. It's uh, It's been a great week in England. England won their first ever opening match at the Euros against Croatia. Ooh. Put in a solid performance. Our homegrown hero, Calvin Phillips, homegrown hero from the beautiful city of Leeds, put in a man at the match performance. And oh, he's from Leeds? He's oh, from shit. Leeds. He's actually from a place called Armley, so which... From is, Leeds, he plays for Leeds. He, yep, yep, he ticks all the boxes. He's a from Armley, which is specifically the town that I'm from. And he is an absolute hometown hero. He's had a lot of doubters, and he's spat in all their faces, metaphorically, of course, unless he's literally done that, in which case he's a criminal, because that's apparently illegal now during COVID. That's but, fine. That it's, it's fine. I guess it's sort of assault. But anyway, that is, metaphorically speaking, of course, Calvin didn't do that. Uh, but yeah, just opening win first in the history of our Euro tournaments dominated Croatia. To be honest, we're a little bit poor, but in England, yeah, they looked like, a little bit on the looked a little bit on the old side. Eh? They weren't like the Croatia team from uh, what was it the world the last World Cup, right? Yeah, right. Where they um, they give us a good seeing to in that, and we got yeah. our revenge. And yeah, it's certainly not as good as the team, but there's such a like jovial atmosphere in England as I joked about before like people actually like each other during World Cups and Euros so you know it's all in full swing here how about in Spain Eli what's the what are the feelings like there I don't know I haven't really been watching much of the Euros like I've caught a little bit on here and like I still watch Sports Center every once in a while because Canadian why not and I get, I get a little bit there but I didn't really get much of the Euros I hear like everyone around me is watching it because of course I'm in the middle of Europe and I'm in like I'm pointing into a courtyard, so all you really see is just and all you see or hear is like silence, and then a bunch of fucking screaming whenever something <laughs> goes on, and then nothing, and then like half an hour later, a little bit of screaming. And it's like okay, so they're clearly watching football. Uh, yeah, there's the a couple guys around me that are quite excited about it. Yeah, have they lost. played yet? Yeah, they did a whole lot of nothing. They lost. They, sorry, they drew nil uh, nil to Sweden. They dominated the match and didn't do anything for their domination. So the moral of the story is, if you're going to dominate, then dominate properly. <laughs> got, a punch, got a punch one in. Isn't that right, Kieran? Absolutely, yeah. Absolutely. That's I, that's like my favorite saying. I always say that. I've said that at yeah. least seven times. But Punch it in. Punch it in, yeah. I have a question for you guys. Who's mm. your pick? Who's your pick for the winner? I will go first. Um, you know what? I think Belgium is going to take it. That's a good they shout. Look like they, they look like they're in fine form. Who's their striker? Lukaku? Lukaku's a beast, he, man. He's... He looks like a fucking beast. Yeah. They, they were really impressive their first match. Mm, really um, impressive. I also must say, I don't know shit about fuck. <laughs> so, but I have I have watched, like I think, like five games now. Five games mm. of the Euros. You, you um, beat me then, but Jesus. Yeah, I've been watching. I've been watching a lot. I just watched uh, Portugal beat Hungary. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched the full Italy game. Italy looked really good. They looked strong, yeah. Yeah, but I guess we'll see against some better competition. Yeah, what do you think, Karen? Who's your pick? <laughs> well, I, there was a little delay there, but I want to say England, and in my heart of hearts, 
I know we're probably not going to win, but I'd love to see it. I think it'd just be such... I mean, not to make this all about England, but like COVID's been shit for everyone, but it's been it's been quite shit here. And I just think it'd be like really great and uplifting if we're able to do it. But I think it might be a stretch too far. I think we're a strong side, but I've, I'm going to have to go for France. And it pains me to do that because, you know, there's always been that rivalry between England and France. But I think I've got to hand it to them. They've got like a really talented team. Like they've got N'Golo Kante, they've got Griezmann, they've got, who else have they got? Um, Mbappe. Of course, mate. How did I forget the star player? But yeah, I think if it, if this would work out, uh, taking into account the permutations, it could even be a France England final. But I think if that was to happen, that could have happened at the World Cup too, if Croatia had beat us. But yeah, I think France are going to take it. Eli, who have you got? I honestly have no idea. So I'm going to pick one of the left field here, just looking at the standings. I'm going to go for Slovakia. Oh yeah! Oh, the dark horse. Yeah. Well, because well, like what I'm looking at here in the standings, like who's who's pulled out what for wins and what the brackets look like as of the first couple matches here. A lot of them are in like in so far in the seeds are like they have a, and the group has like two wins, two losses on the first games, and the only the only sets of teams here that have like a win, two draws, and a loss in the groups are Italy and Slovakia. Mm. So like it looks at it right now. Like what I'm thinking now is like if you if they've already lost the game, morale's down, you're kind of getting worse, but you've also played more games, like you if you you had two wins already, like you're riding high, but you might get a little like lax on what you're trying to do, like you might stop working as hard. And if you look at the draws, like you've already been into a draw, that has to be a terrible match to kinda of sit there. Like you're just running and running and running, nothing's really working. So that's you're kind of uh I think behind the A ball conditioning wise there. So if you I already have also like, feel bad about a draw. Yeah, it's like you get you get so close and you just can't finish it off. Like it just doesn't seem like a good yeah. idea. So I'm well, thinking like I would rather lose. Fuck it, I'd rather lose. Yeah, so I'm saying though, like with that, they're probably gonna get her to group stage with a more easy time. And I would say mm. with the rest of them because like Spain's gonna shoot the bed again. Sweden, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens there. And Poland, I don't know. So I feel yeah. like they're gonna have an, e- an easy early bracket. So that means when it comes to the later bracket, the team's maybe not gonna be injured as much, not roughed up as much. It might have a little bit of a, an advantage when it comes to the later rounds, but we'll see yeah. what happens. You said it first. Slovakia. Let's just do a little search on <laughs> to see what they are paying in the world of gambling. Right. Because Probably something that fucking horrible. Is my little world. My <laughs> lot. All I would say is don't put your life savings on that. However, Greece did win the tournament in 2004. And right. they, if you would have got if you would have got odds on them, man, because they just took lots of long throw-ins, and I think they scored most of their goals from set pieces. But they won the tournament, so you know, stranger things have happened, and the odds will be good on Slovakia. However, I would not put your money on them. So, <laughs> oh God, no! One hundred dollars would win you on England. Would well, not win you a lot. Oh, six to one. Seven, yeah, six to one. yeah, yeah. You'd, you'd pulled seven hundred back. Mm. My pick of Belgium plus seven fifty. So if you put a hundred dollars on that, you would get um, your initial investment of one hundred dollars and seven hundred and fifty fifty dollars on top of that. Eli's dark horse in <laughs> Slovakia, <laughs> a plus forty thousand underdog. So you, if you put a hundred dollars on that, you would make forty thousand dollars. So yeah, definitely don't listen to me. I have never bet in my life. I am chicken shit money in ten dollars yeah. would pay pay you four grand i mean honestly 
It's not a, it's not the worst bet in the world. If you tried to sue us when you put your life savings on Slovakia, we just remember we've got good solicitors, so you know, you're not gonna get very far yeah, with that. We've only got the top notch uh lawyers here at the Commonwealth podcast. And also let's add if you win, you have legally obligated to give us ten percent. That's you also part of the contract. Yeah, yeah that's just just to be clear on that. Anton, have you ever thought about doing like a, a betting show when it comes to football? Like I mean football as in like European football. I know you already currently do one as like American football. You ever thought right. about transferring over? I don't know even close to as much as I should if mm-hmm. I was to commentate on it. I'm I'm getting into it, so maybe 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 a couple years down the road. I know more footballers now than I've ever known. I watch more now than before. But I think to I wouldn't want to take my opinion on anything football related. I think I think I'm gonna ask Kieran about some picks yeah. in the next couple games here because he seems to know what he is talking about. I and, oh, I oh, do. Do you know what? Extent. Eli. Yeah. Slovakia has moved from a plus forty thousand underdog to a plus fifteen thousand underdog. Depends so, the podcast. The, the, the feds the are up to us. Ten dollars, you would win fifteen hundred bucks. Honestly, it's not a stupid bet. Yeah, I've seen, especially I've if seen you, you get to toss like ten, twenty bucks on. Like you're not, you lose it, Shit. you lose it. Like you're not losing anything decent there. But if you win, ooh. wow! Could you imagine? You put twenty bucks on, it's three grand. You can go, you can go on a on a fucking trip. You could go to Slovakia. You could go to Slovakia, party with the Slovaks. Yeah, stay in a probably a five star hotel in Slovakia for at least three nights. This is me rapidly Googling before I get my geography wrong. I do believe the capital of Slovakia is Bratislava, right? I have no fucking clue. I, I'm not even going to try to, f- to fix so that one. Okay, yes, it is Bratislava. And this reminds me of... Do you remember, <laughs> the, game, do you remember the movie Eurotrip? Yeah. yeah, yeah. See that? Scotty doesn't know and all that crap. You know, when they go like... He's like, oh, I know French. And then like he's like, yeah, he's going to Berlin. And then they get out of the car and he's like, Bratislava. That's why. That's what I think. Of when I think this, you guys have seen this movie, right? Oh fuck yeah! Years ago, like yeah, when it was around, ago, yeah. around when it came out, it used to be on uh, what was the channel? TBS and on the yeah. cable all the time. That. It's such a crap great movie. But he's like, yeah, he's, he's saying to his like nowhere near Berlin. He's like, he's going to Berlin. And yeah, it's just takes him about slava. But apparently, they have nice wine, and they will also win you fifteen grand in Canadian if you bet on them. So. I I'd, yeah. I definitely would take a trip. I think like getting a plane from here is probably between nine and twenty dollars most to Slovakia. Like it's, it's definitely <laughs> not a wow. Definitely not like right now. Like I, I remember it might be a thirty now, but like I checked the other day. Like I get emails from the booking sites because of course years ago taking little trips and everything. And like I think it was like for me to go to England within the next couple of weeks, it was like ten dollars. Ten it's like, probably a Ryanair, maybe. Uh, I didn't check too far into it, but like, with everyone not moving one. around right now, yeah, like Ryanair is kind of sketch. I, I definitely that would is. take one. They, they, years ago, do you remember hearing when they were like, so we're just going to take seats away from planes? Yeah. And yeah. have you standing here like cattle? Have fun. Yeah. They, and just, they, they, just, duct, they just duct tape you to the side. No, you just got to stand there and hope to go like a bus like, with a little, uh, the little hanging <laughs> hanger. Oh, like, yeah. Hope, hope to God you don't like run into everyone. The guy um, is a bit of a, what should we say, a bit of an enigma. And he also considered implementing a tax which charges people based on their weight on the logic that heavier people use more fuel. A bit controversial. Wow. But 
Yeah, that's, that was one of his proposals. I have shares in those guys, and every time he says something crazy, like the shares go down. It's like when Elon Musk like tweets about. But all of these days, everything that he tweets seems to decrease their value. But anyway, that was my point. The guy, I forgot what his name, Michael O'Leary or something, he needs to stop tweeting crazy things. I don't think that will happen anytime soon. They're still trying to get the, the seats removed to Ryan Air so they can make the, the flights hold more people and be cheaper, quotation marks. Mm. An Airbus. I've always, I've always debated the airplane seatbelt. Because I've always kind of been like, if this thing goes down. Mm. This seatbelt isn't going to save my life, right? Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, it holds you but, in place for sure. But like. what people told me, they said, well, when there's turbulence and it goes boom, boom, then you don't smash your head off the ceiling. Mm, nice sense. Said, and yeah, you like, know what yeah. I said? I said, fair enough. Yeah. yeah. With those, with those seatbelts, that, that pins are there and they're just part of, they're mostly just to keep you in the seat. Like, because when you fall out of the sky, you literally fall out of the sky. So, like, the amount of air you drop in one in the first go is drastic. So you go flying out of your seat, and that just kind of keeps you in the seat at least for the first initial little bit. Then you're supposed to brace yourself when you like fully go down. But would you rather go down on a plane or a boat? What kind of like like what the, with the boat? Are we like are we going to have time to like get out, or is it like no, no? You die either way, so you get to pick. I'd probably go for the plane. plane. I think I'd just be dead immediately, so that's fine. <laughs> I don't. Wanna, I wouldn't want to drown. No, dr- drowning doesn't sound fun because that, that's not that's not a fast death. That's a slow one. Oh, you still <laughs> might drown. You still might drown if the plane lands in the water, right? Yeah, but you're dead. If you think of it this way, you, you hit hard enough in a plane that just like disintegrates the plane. Like, yeah, it's the same. Like, like it's like I always thought about the same. Like, I, I've gone skydiving before, and of course, me with my brain thinks about this on the like after the fact. Like one of the things I would think would suck the worst would to be like to jump out of a plane. And to know your chute isn't going to open and just be staring at the ground for the next mm. three to eight seconds being like, Fuck. this is going to fucking hurt. <laughs> yeah. 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 Because like, I've, I've seen videos of like people like fully falling out of a plane, parachute not open, still alive, like hit the ground and everything and still alive. Like, oh my God. I could not fucking imagine. Yeah. Oof. So speaking of flying on a plane <laughs> <laughs> yes i definitely want to get on the plane after this conversation that just segues us perfectly into today's topic so um obviously we are living in a covid world we have been lucky enough to be able to travel quite a bit in our lives i think all of us are probably getting the itch and kind of thinking about what's next um as far as Maybe either vacation or where do you want to go live next? But um, yeah, today we're going to touch on the topic of what are we going to do after the pandemic somewhat subsides and where do you want to go? Where do you want to go on vacation? Um, yeah. So who would like to go first? Kieran, how about you? Yeah, I'm going to get it. So where am I going to pick? So there's, there's, a, there's a few places I want to go, but I'm probably going to keep it quite let's say continental. I'm going to stay on the continent that I'm already on, so I'm going to go to Europe. There's two places I'm really keen to go, just because, like, you know, a lot of people have been hit, kind of, in their income and stuff in the in the pandemic, and I have as well, so, like, I'd probably want to go somewhere, uh, probably as on a budget as I can. So this is a long way of me saying that I want to go back to Germany, because I went to Germany back in 2013. I went to... I went to Berlin and I just absolutely loved it. Like it's such a liberal city. Like you can drink on the street. 
like the clubs are like proper popping. They're open from like Saturday, uh, Friday to Monday morning, pretty much. Like you can go like on an all weekend bender. You've probably got to listen to techno, which is pretty intense. But yeah, man, I just love it. It's just like a head in this paradise. There's loads of cool little bars and things like that. And the second place I want to go, which is a bit of a flip, is I want to go see the Aurora Borealis. So I want to go see the Northern Lights. I believe you can see them in Finland. So I want to go. Yeah, I want to go do that. I mean, that's probably more of a Berlin. I could go with my girlfriend or go with a friend or whatever. Probably Aurora Borealis is more of a, a, a girlfriend thing to do, I guess. A bit more romantic. So yeah, those are the two things that are, that are in the pipeline, really. Germany is a cheap place. It's like an hour and a half flight. People are cool there. I like German people. They're nice. And I haven't then, heard one bad thing about fucking Germany. I mean, like, except like the Second World War and all that. But like, as far as uh, visiting there, I heard it's an absolute blast. Yeah, man. I mean, Munich. I heard it's like the more affluent side. So like, that's where you're gonna. You can't really travel there on a budget. But Berlin, I can say first-hand experience. So like we did a Euro Rail thing, is where you buy like a a ticket that's valid for a month in most European countries. And uh-huh, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, it's a scheme. I think it's available to. It's definitely for maybe after Brexit, it's not as easy to do. I know Australians can do it, so there's there's some kind of agreements with certain governments, but that's what we did. Berlin was my highlight, man. Just the clubs, awesome. Probably I'd take it a little bit easier now because I'm <laughs> I'm not a young man anymore. But uh, you know, I still have a blast. Like they do good kebabs too, which is always nice. And what, yeah, man, what would the uh, what would the logistics be like now after like Brexit? So you don't have like the EU passport, is that correct? Sorry, excuse me. Yeah. Uh, so the passport that I have now, I believe it's like a transitional period. So we still now I could be wrong. Still have some of the freedom of movement rights, like we can live there without visa for a couple of years at least. But oh, nice. I, I got in early with this little little cheat. So my parents are both born in the... Well, my mum was born in the Republic of Ireland. My dad was born in England, but he's Irish. Uh, cutting a long story short. So I managed to get an Irish passport. So the Republic of Ireland, because obviously Northern Ireland's part of the UK and therefore part of Brexit. I have a an, an Irish passport from the Republic of Ireland. So I'm still an EU citizen if such a thing exists. Such a concept exists. So yeah, I'll be... EU citizen, be, yeah, of course. Yeah, I'll be... I'll be I'll be fine to do whatever I want, really. But I don't have any plans to like live in Europe. You never know what happens. Um, once I've done my teaching degree, it's something I might consider. But yeah, for now, it'll just be post-COVID. It's just going to be a, a break for me. So I'll be going to Germany. And then possibly a little little romantic excursion to see the Northern Lights. Because I know you guys can see that in Canada. I think maybe like the Yukon Territories. I know that's very far away from where you guys are actually from. Uh, do you know that's yeah true? i think you can see them in like very i think trevor said that he's seen them before my friend trevor he um works in northern alberta hmm. so i think you get them up there from time to time um other than that it's basically in like the desolate uh ice cold of like northwest territories or none of it or one of those territories you guys call it yukon or is that just a separate place no, yeah, no, Yukon's a territory, yeah. Yeah, Yukon, none of it, and uh, Northwest Territories. That's what the three, it's like the provinces and the territories, essentially. Right. What's going on in Yukon, then? Anything, apart from the Northern Lights? 
it'd be similar to kind of uh, like you hear about Alaska where like people would go up there to, to work and stuff and they get danger pay and isolation pay, but it's just a lot of snow and kind of some beautiful scenery. There is 35,000 people in the Yukon. Really? Have yeah, you man, met? This is a problem Honestly, that's people... more than I thought. That is like, I, I have thought. a friend of mine actually who I think she teaches up in none of it or the Yukon or something like that. Like she went to do her master's in education like we do in Canada to be a teacher. Like you want to be Kieran. And then oh, right, she okay. got a gig that she for so for like for the, the the school year aside from two or three months a year she flies up she stays up there up up in up in the north like has to be like flown in like to get food they fly it into these like remote places nice. she gets up there she gets her regular pay for teaching she gets isolation pay because she's so far fucking up she gets probably a couple other things and then she flies back down and does her summers down somewhere else whenever they're done yeah. White horse, what the fuck are you saying? I've just Googled that. I didn't know the capital. What up, white horse? What up to all of our <laughs> listeners in white horse? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's, there's, there's a lot. But, there's yeah. a lot. What a lovely little tangent from Berlin to to Finland to White Horse and all the all the activities that go on in White Horse. Hey, but, that's why we are the Commonwealth Podcast, Karen. Yeah, that's true. That 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 is a lesson that I have I've learned, but yeah, man, I'm gonna I'm gonna get to I'm gonna get to Berlin first, I think, when when this is all over. And the 19th of July is looks like because I've had one vaccine now, so I have the second one in August, and then I think I can do what I want after that, maybe. But uh, yeah, that's it. You know, really. if they are requiring the vaccine to get into any of the European countries, or is it just like a relaxed um, quarantine period? Do you know what I mean? Well, as of right now, it uh, at least for once you're inside Europe, like there's no need to be vaccinated as of yet to travel, but there's still like a quarantine depending on depending on where you're coming from, going where. Like if I'm going to certain places, there's definitely a quarantine on either side of it still. But I think as more of the vaccines roll out, because I think there are a few a uh, few countries that are fairly down, like down in the age groups now at this point. So once you have like a vax card, they probably would allow you to travel much more freely than they would without i would assume at least i see i see i see so yeah Eli, where are you gonna go once you are able to well once things are once things let up a little bit more and get some vaccines in me and all that fun shit well first off we have to end up going to the uk i've never been to the uk always wanted to and of course gotta visit everybody i have karen amongst many other people that i know that have actually moved come to the stay UK. with me and never leave <laughs> Yeah, just come, just come, hang on your couch for the next ten years. That'll be fun. Yeah, man. Yeah, like I gotta go. Cool sitcom. <laughs> couch boys. Because <laughs> yeah. I, I gotta go because uh, my girlfriend got me tickets to go see the Warner Brothers tour for the Harry Potter uh, setup that's in London. So that's actually oh. sick. Yeah, because yeah. we saw the one. You saw the one in Japan when we went. Uh, we went to Japan two years ago at this point. Three years ago. Mm. Two. And uh, I got to go to uh, Universal Japan and got to go see all that stuff. And that was like, that was dope. So we talked about it for a while and we go through all those things. So we're headed there at some point in the next God knows how many months. After that, uh, if I'm going long haul, I'll probably end up going to Japan because uh, we're in the process of trying to, my girlfriend wants to go there to get a doctorate and I've wanted to live in Japan forever. Like it was, it was honestly a very close race from Korea to Japan. The only thing that was different was the teaching jobs paid more and paid more of our living expenses in Korea than they do in Japan. 
that was the honestly the deciding factor from one to the other. Literally, like that small amount was why I didn't end up in Japan the first time. So go there, work for a couple of years, and then who knows after that? That'll be a couple of years there. How are your Japanese studies going? You're trying to learn some Japanese, is that correct, Ela? Yeah, uh, kanji's still a son of a bitch because that's god awful. But, is that what their written language is called? Uh, they have writing three or whatever? languages. They have uh, hiragana, which is like the normal, like everyday kind of alphabet for most of the sounds and things. You have katakana, which is where it's mixed in with and is mostly like borrowed words. So like camera, they didn't have a word for camera in Japan. So they made camera with katakana. I could learn that. It It's a little bit more of a doozy than, uh, than Hangul was because there's a lot more characters based in it. And it's like mm. different, like, oh, there's dashes here, this changes, or if it's a circle here, it changes. But that, that it takes longer. Like, I know Hangul, maybe, if you want to get, like, super into the, the depth of, like, the four character things and stuff, like, month-ish, Hiragana and Katakana, definitely, like, two months easy. And then Kanji is one of those things where they can all have like three different meanings and they're all, they all have like eight different strokes and they have to be written in order. And cause it's based off of uh, like the Chinese characters, stuff like that. So like that type of, that, that type of kanji and stuff. So like, and they have like a formal version of that. Yeah. So it's a nightmare for the lettering. But once you get past the initial thing, like the grammar so far isn't terrible, but I haven't gotten too far into it yet. Honestly, at this point, I probably know, as much Spanish as I do Japanese because I've been going pretty hard in Japanese because I don't want to go back to teaching <laughs> when I mm. go to Japan. So like if I get a mediocre level of Japanese and I have some some data analysis certificates and maybe some some more coding stuff and some IT stuff, I can get away from teaching and get more into like a, a more monetary based system that's not just me being a human tape recorder for eight hours straight. <laughs> Yeah. What did you have for lunch, Billy? Oh, that sounds tasty, etc. <laughs> like at this point, like I'm still I'm still teaching online in some Chinese company. Yeah. And they're like, like the UFC fights were on this weekend. So oh, like, nice. I, I was fucking like I was watching the the Izzy fight while I was teaching kids. I just had it on like a side screen. <laughs> so nice. uh, what did you eat today? Oh fuck, that was a good right hand. <laughs> uh, that was that sounds really yummy. Oh, he's dead! He's dead! He's dead! <laughs> yeah, like I did that. I, I watched like the world final for League of Legends doing the same thing. Like, yeah, at this point, like I'm tired of being a human tape recorder for for people who don't. A lot of people I teach don't necessarily want to learn. Their parents are forcing them to. So it's yeah, I'm ready to be done with that. Yeah, with the parents stood behind them trying to. Tried to leech off the English. He's like, hey, you're not paying as well. Get out of here. You're only paying for one kid. That's why I used to tell him. I definitely didn't used to tell him that. But Anton, where are you going to go for your first your first jaunt there? You haven't told us yet. So, um, I actually do hope that you go to Japan because that is... I want to go back to Japan so fucking bad. Like, I only went to Tokyo mm. for five days. Um, I feel like I didn't even scratch the surface of, like the country you know what i mean um cody yeah, and i went i think it was 2018 or 17 maybe yeah i think i think yeah you went you went right around when i went actually like it was a little bit we were 18, i think like I think 18 i think we had like six months off because you went during 
uh, I don't remember what season it was, but I, I went I went over there like between uh, Christmas and New Year's. Like I was in Japan for New Year's and New Year's Day. We went to Tokyo for a couple of days. No, we went to Kyoto for a couple of days and Osaka for a couple of days. We skipped Tokyo. Yeah, see, that's exactly where I want to go. I want to go to Osaka and uh, and Kyoto. Like I really liked like the little like um uh what's the word I'm looking for traditional vibe like the temples oh, yeah. and shit in Tokyo. Yeah. Like me and Cody found like a couple like small gardens with like just like I don't even know how to explain it. There's like little like ponds and just like small like traditional style temples and mm-hmm. just like everything is very like they they have a very rich culture there obviously um and they've like maintained it really well they take a lot of pride in in maintaining their culture um so that's why i want to go to like kyoto because i'm really interested in that shit and just like i learned that i just love seeing super old stuff yeah like i yeah i also because i went to tokyo for like 10 days or whatever when i finished my contract and like for some bizarre reason i'd well, I had planned to climb mount fuji but then there was that landslide and like i could have climbed it almost to the top but i thought well just didn't feel right to climb mount fuji almost to the top so i just didn't do it i stayed in tokyo for like the 10 days and i felt like i did it to death i was going to go to kyoto and osaka but for some reason i decided not to to save my money and just do tokyo to death and that was a big regret of mine so yeah i'm totally with you on that i want to go back to japan do fuji kyoto and probably osaka and probably maybe Mm. even down to like um nagasaki and um like hiroshima oh. is supposed to be really cool okinawa is supposed to be very nice as well yes yeah, yeah mate like i know i was there and the way i kind of felt like it was like i felt it was like korea but more chill so you had like all the things i loved about asia but without having to be like going at 120 the whole time like they were more like i don't know i, I found it was more relaxing and more chill than korea was so in japan yeah yeah, I find the people definitely more chill. Like, I know that there's, like, kind of, like, this animosity between Koreans and Japan, but, like, I found generally Japanese people to be, what's the word? Just, like, you know, I'm trying to think of the, the exact word that I want to use here. But just a bit, it was just, yeah, I think, yeah, I think it's just, like, the gear's just lower in, in Tokyo than it is in mm, Seoul, for less, example. A little less intense, but definitely, like, hospitable. It honestly seems like it would be a place that I could stay more long term mm. than Korea. Like I love Korea to death and I definitely like, yeah, we're definitely go back and visit and stuff. But for like, we've talked about like the degree program I told you guys about, it would be three and a half years. So at that point, like if we have a good enough thing, I could see us staying there for a couple more years. We won't necessarily settle there because of course, when I buy a house and do all that fun shit, but yeah, then that that will most likely be in the UK because then we'll be in the middle between Scotia and Spain, so we'll kind mm. of be in the middle, a place where they could both kind of travel to, and not worry too much. But definitely for like the next three to five years, are definitely going to be a, a Tokyo jaunt, most likely if everything goes right in the next couple I months. I hope so, dude. It's always Fuck fun yeah, come to on, like come on, come on through if you if whenever we get yeah, there man. for sure. No, it's always fun to like go, go and fucking visit someone when they already live somewhere because you just like it takes off the whole like 
um, introductory kind of like uncomfortableness of, of going mm. to a new place. Like when you know somebody that lives in a place and it's just like you already know the best food joint, the best coffee joint, like the best clubs, the best bars. Like it's, yeah, you, it's just you take it's the, good to like skip all like Google fucking shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, you, you skip the first like six months of trying to find all the cool shit with like, oh, yeah, don't go to this. Like this place looks cool. Don't go to there. It's a piece of shit. Go to here. Like the stuff that it took like us six months to pick tra- up public transport and just like it's it, it like it I, I would I like I do love like going places by myself and like figuring that all out for myself because it, it, it is a part of the experience, but it's a little bit um, more stressful for sure. Oh, yeah, it's, it's, it's good for both. Like they definitely yeah, like I'm like you like I like to go and figure stuff out and find that's why a lot of the times when I go traveling, like I don't plan my full time there. Like if I'm there for a week, I have a list of. 10 12 thing top things i want to do and then the rest of the days i'm there i'm just doing whatever looking around trying to find things like asking people where i'm staying at or people that i run into like where to go i think i usually find more shit that way than i do by like trip advisor and all that stuff yeah definitely definitely like i don't mind going to see like touristy stuff like i love fucking rome like rome was super cool like i didn't think i would like it because it's such a touristy you know place but like, I think there's definitely stuff that are, there's good value to take from, like, there's a reason that places are touristy because they're fucking nice. Right. Mm. Yeah. I enjoyed Rome too. Like I thought all the food was amazing pretty much. Like just even the places that looked like a bit run down or whatever. I was just like, just all the food was great. Really. I, I mean, like Italian food is really up there in it. Like if you're talking about like the God tier foods you gotta you know talk about korean mexican and italian in yeah. my in my humble opinion but so I, really I, I feel really so. bad because I, I went there when i was 16 this is back like i was a super picky eater as a kid so like i only must ate like meat potatoes and carrots mm-hmm. went to italy and literally like ate the bread basket and not much like they gave us lasagna it was bad enough they gave us lasagna and i ate the meat out of the lasagna without eating the noodles that's how bad i used to be <laughs> So well, like, I look, think look I, at myself now. I was like, I fucking hate myself. And like, yeah. why did you not eat everything in sight? Because now I eat everything, and I, I think hate it's myself time for today. Today's Eli to forgive sixteen-year-old Eli because mm-hmm. this is a new man you're looking at in the mirror. <laughs> yeah, I just there's so much inner hate over that week. <laughs> I just can't help it. <laughs> yeah, man. No, um, I think uh, so. Yeah, Japan is where I want to visit 100. The next place I want to go live is in Vietnam. I want to go. I want to go experience Vietnam in a uh, a longer form, like probably between like three to six months. Um, I just love being able to like spend extended amounts of times in, in places. You get to mingle with like locals. You get to kind of get a good. I find it hard to get a good feel of a city like until like you're there for like two three months. Do you guys know what I mean? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, it definitely yeah. takes you some time to adjust for sure and find all the all the interesting things. Yeah, man. So yeah, I, I do want to go spend some time in uh, in Vietnam in uh, in my next probably teaching endeavor. I haven't taught in a while now, so like I'm I'm not like jaded by it anymore. I'm like I'm like oh yeah, I could go do that again. Do you know what, do you know what I mean? Yeah, well, yeah I'm, I'm a- jaded. I, I'm I'm like even just teaching in person will be better than what I'm doing right now. That's the thing. Like teaching online, just the interaction's not there, and you can't get them to focus. It just it takes everything you hated about teaching originally and makes it like a hundred times worse. Conversely, I'm about to start teaching again, but I'm actually pretty 
anxious about it. But like, I think it's normal. It's not just like the teaching element. It's like the, the well, like you get a loan to do it here, so it's like the financial side of things. But like, I'm sure it'll all go away, and they'll just be like, oh, it's just, just, it's weird, isn't it? Like, it's only been maybe two years since I taught in Korea, but like, it already feels like a lifetime ago. Yeah, I think I would get a rush of fucking of anxiety for sure like on my mm. first couple days like going teaching in front of a classroom again like it, it just feels like a feels like it was a long time ago but like it it wasn't even in the in the ter- in terms of fucking time past it was not that long ago it's no. like riding a bike though i felt the same way when i first started back up it ended up being pretty easy to get back started for sure like mm. it was it wasn't as hard as it seems but that was just me i feel like you guys be the same way to be honest there was so much so much extra experience there that you would have no issue. Yeah, yeah we definitely so. got a lot. We definitely logged a lot of uh, of teaching hours in a, in a pretty uh, short amount of time, like a couple of years. Well, the thing is as well here, like you get 13 weeks off a year, like out of school. Like a lot of that time you will actually be off because you'll be grading over the holidays and stuff. But you get six weeks in the summer, no doubt. So like... The amount we worked in Korea, we probably got ten days off a year that we could book. So like, it's so much <laughs> yeah. more, ho- so much more holiday. So yeah, like I'm uh, hoping uh, that balances it out. Yeah, like I'm sure. Like I thought, like I think I calculated how many hours of teaching, like hours in class teaching that I've that I've done in the la- in the two years I was there, and it was some ungodly amount of actually like teaching because it wasn't like oh you you're there for eight to twelve hours and you're teaching five. It's like no, you're there for eight to twelve hours and you're teaching eight to twelve hours. Like you're yeah. Mine was a lot too, like a lot, especially for Avalon. Those <laughs> yeah. motherfuckers. Yeah, they uh, they really did work us to the bone. Yeah, boys. All right. Well, do you know what? I want to go catch the end of this um, Germany France game. It's one, it's one nil, and it's in the seventy third minute. So, as am I. We go and catch that shit. Yeah, I'm gonna go see my boys from Germany lose but then i'm gonna go over there and i'm gonna grace them with my presence and they're like well we're out of the euros but karen's here so it's all good it is go, all good go slovakia i'm gonna put i'm gonna put i'm gonna put one dollar on slovakia and if it pays me a thousand eli i'm gonna give you a hundred bucks how about that it's dope buddy yeah, if that, that works out if, that, if they somehow <laughs> pull off the win of the fucking century <laughs> <laughs> go Slovakia. <laughs> Moral of the story right there. Go Slovakia. Go Bratislava. <laughs> <laughs>